live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I, I kind of don't know how to feel about this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. But my quarterback's got true coat. You said we would have a deal, and you said if we sat here, we would have a deal. I, this is my deal. The Rich Eisen Show. You're talking in circles. You're talking like we didn't go over this already. Earlier on the show, Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson, ESPN college basketball analyst, Dick Vitale. Coming up from the new FX drama breeders, actor Martin Freeman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Welcome to our number three of the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, we are already seeing in the first couple of days of March Madness, the first four games, that was Thursday night, and the first three games of today uh the fourth one has tipped off the first four games of the first day of the men's tournament uh we're already seeing all over the map um what march madness is about okay we're seeing how two blue blood teams that are forced to play into the tournament like we saw last night between ucla and msu spartans presented by rocket mortgage um (laughs) and um that's never gonna get not funny to you is it (laughs) I don't understand what you're saying. This is I saw a press release asking me the, to refer to them. And He's not trying right. to be funny, Chris. You're no, right. I'm not trying to be no, funny. Right. I'm just trying to be a professional. What's the matter with you guys? That's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> what, 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 and it's a tight game, and you're seeing that. And then you're seeing today, you're seeing today uh, the first game that tips off in the old 7-10, which is one of those. Th- this is kind of like the shrug emoji of the, of the brackets, right? Like 8-9 and 7-10 are like, okay, I mean. It could be any. It, it's anybody's guess, right? Seven, ten, and eight, nine can't be too far off, right? You could probably sit here and think ten could really be seven, and seven could be nine, and nine could be eight, and whatever. You know, you could really make that. And uh, as we're sitting here right now, we're we're nearing the eight minute mark of Virginia Tech and Florida. It's a four point game. And then Colgate was up, if I'm not mistaken, when Dick Vitale was on at the very middle of our second hour, right? It was Dick Vitale came on. Right now, uh, it's two minutes after our third hour. He came on 20 minutes after our second hour. So really, in real life, it's a 40-minute span, right? Colgate was up 33-19. Didn't I say that as the score? Yep. It's right now Arkansas 36, Colgate 33. Colgate has not scored a point in the last 40 actual minutes of <laughs> they life. They haven't scored. <laughs> That's, that's a wrap for Colgate. Like Colgate didn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't mean to put the Ziggy on them, but I they didn't score a point the rest of the half, and then they had an entire halftime, and now we're in the second half, and they have yet yeah, to score since I brought Dick Vitale onto the show now 43 minutes ago. Yes, correct. So you know Cinderella goes from uh, pumpkin to carriage back to pumpkin again in a span of just like 40 actual minutes. So that thing's a wrap. Uh, well, you never know. Hey, you they could say have that. game time what, winner, Rich. What's a wrap is Drexel was, you know, when 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 a 16 seed plays a one seed like they're doing in Illinois, against Illinois in Indiana. But where it, there's always that early dance for the one seed where the 16 seed it, it, it keeps with them for the first it's four. Close. Like for the first four minutes and then that by the second television timeout it could still be close and you're kind of yeah. wondering could something happen right there it's it's sort of akin to that photograph of me racing against Usain Bolt at the Super Bowl a couple <laughs> years ago yeah. just as we start yeah. like that's a one seed versus a 16 seed or I'm even you know I'm I'm not I'm not even I'm, I'm not even making the NIT in that in turn in, in terms of that 
matchup. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's a snapshot at the very beginning of the race where it looks like I have a I'm 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 stride for stride. And then you see the finish line. And then there's UMBC that actually wins that race that one time. <laughs> yeah. So Drexel was hanging with Illinois around the second uh, television timeout. It's at halftime, 39-21, Illinois up. So that one's, uh, that one's a, moving on. That's a wrap. One would think. But I mean, just to give you a point, Colgate just made a three, and it's a two-point game, and you never know. So keep an eye on all of that. March Madness, everybody. That's, I think I just kind of summed up what March Madness is in the first round of the tournament. <laughs> And we're not even talk about the crazy 5-12 matchups that usually winds up with a dozen seed. Georgetown is that this year. So I can't wait for one of your four teams in this tournament. <laughs> well, Penn State didn't make it. Florida State's in. Duke. Oh, oh, two of your four teams. Florida State and Georgetown are in. Duke is not. I don't really smooth for Florida State basketball. Oh, it's just yeah, forget yeah, him. Why am I even <laughs> addressing him on these subjects? Anyway? I'm not really sure, man. I'm a big fan. You heard Dickie V. Well, anyway. Oh my gosh, that was fun. How how'd you like that as your birthday present? That was Mike? amazing. That like, was impressive, man. Amazing. Saying happy happy birthday to you. So. That is awesome. That'll get played on. The that was better than happy birthday. That, that was great. Better was. than happy birthday yeah. for sure. He ran oh, the yeah. gamut of all the Dickie Visms. He, he even said at the very end, "I'm giving you my A list." He played the hits. Well, Martin Freeman is in uh, the show Breeders on FX, and he plays a uh, he, he plays a dad who's uh, got. Kids we loves very much, but drive him a little crazy, and his life goes a little bit uh, in circles because of it. And he was in the British version of The Office. You ever seen the British version of The Office? I've never seen the American version. Yeah, oh never my seen god, it. that's crazy! Have you ever seen the British version I've of The Office? I've not seen very it's many. It's so episodes. amazing. Ricky Gervais in it is truly remarkable, and Martin Freeman plays the John Krasinski character. Oh, okay, he plays the Jim, but his name is Tim. And he's terrific at, I mean, his deadpan looks at the cameras, it zooms in on him where he can't believe what Ricky Gervais just said in the same way that John Krasinski does whenever Michael Scott mm -hmm. would say what he had to say. Uh, Steve Carell would say it. He, it. It's terrific. And he's, you know, in The Hobbit. He's in Black Panther. He's in, if anybody's a fan of the show, Sherlock. He plays Watson in Sherlock. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface. I'm, You know, he's in the movie Love Actually, which my wife, puts in top five of her list. So I think she, did she give a Love Actually quote when she was filling in for me a few days ago? Ooh, she didn't question. do that. She had Laura Linney call in. Talk to, I mean, yeah, she, she had Laura Linney call in. Oh my gosh. Duh. Okay. <laughs> so at any rate, I'll be one for one uh, with her by the end of this hour in terms of uh, interviewing someone from the movie Love Actually. So that'll be coming up uh, in just a matter of moments. So we're um, in free agency in the NFL. We're at the end of the free agency frenzy. We're in March Madness. This is where March Madness and free agency frenzy overlaps. Overlap. Um, I told you what I thought the Steelers' plan was going to be at wide receiver with Juju Smith-Schuster. I told you that they were going to let him test the free agent waters, at, and I don't know if they gave him an offer. I don't know if he gave an offer, and they went back and forth, and they're just like saying, we are not going to pay you that. Go find out what you can get. And as you know... You've seen the deals out there. Nobody's broken the bank. We haven't seen Kenny Galladay sign with the Giants yet or what it's going to be worth. But it, yeah. I said they were going to let him They were going to let him dip his toe in the pool, a free agency, and then have him come back. Come back for a one-year deal, and it would be smart of him to sign the one-year deal. Get through this madness of the cap being constricted. It's Big Ben's final year. Go back to but, Pittsburgh. They know you. You know them. And Adam Schefter is saying that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but then now you're seeing who else was in the mix for Juju, and it's Lamar Jackson recruiting him to the Ravens. The Ravens offered 
more money. Huh. Patrick Mahomes was recruiting him to Kansas City, offered more money, chose to go back to Pittsburgh and play with Ben. That's a head scratcher. I don't know. Unless he loves Pittsburgh very much and he loves Ben and he just doesn't want to leave the city and he loves it. To play with Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. I don't know what to say. What can I tell you? You're sitting there from the outside looking in. I have no idea. You really love playing with Ben. You must love love Pittsburgh. What is he on the Steelers? He's wide receiver one. He goes to the Chiefs. He's now wide receiver three. We uh, counting Kelsey as a wide receiver. I think he'd be wide receiver one on 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 uh, the Ravens. Baltimore. Yeah, but you don't want to go from the Steelers to the Ravens because twice a year someone's really trying to knock your block off. Like even more. I so don't know. That's what you got to do yes, to compete. But... Or you're sitting there and Big Ben called you up and said you got to you know let's do it. We have no you have no idea what you're just because your your beliefs about who Big Ben is and what he is doesn't mean that Juju Smith Schuster doesn't know him yeah, better yeah. and actually love him. And Pittsburgh's awesome, man. It's a great town. It is. They, true. When you when you're a Steeler and you're doing well, it's great. It is great. And if you're from that area, all you want to do is group for the Cowboys and eight other teams. That's what you want to do. One year, one year, eight million. <laughs> I, don't even, I, I don't even have a reply to that. <laughs> I'm just going to keep riding that horse. Ravens offer as well, was for 9.5 million. So, so how much less is he taking from the Steelers? Eh, about a million and a half, okay. and you know, some incentive money that okay. he could have got from Baltimore. Boy, that would have been a shot fired across the AFC North bow, wouldn't it? Oh, man! Nice try by the Ravens. Nice try. Isn't that crazy though. That's the whole crazy. thing with these free agent market, the wide receiver spot. Man, you can get you can get veterans. You can get draft a rookie. You know what I mean? That's why Corey Davis is jumping at a $30 million-plus offer from the Jets. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way it's going to go. Receivers are the new running backs because you can get one in college who's just going to come in and dominate like the Jefferson kid in, in, uh, in Minnesota, and off we go. Ayuk in San Francisco. And why not, pay somebody? You're, yeah. th- I mean, Julio might, might be the last, what, wide receiver paid like that? No one's going to ever have a wide receiver eat up like 15 to 20% well, of the cap. Amari Cooper has. Yeah, Cooper's the last one. Yeah, Cooper will be the last one paid like one. that. Like Jerry might be the last one to pay a receiver like that. And now yeah. the Ravens have reached out to Kenny Galladay. Galladay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, here's what I'd like to do before we get to Martin Freeman. Um, I haven't done a four downs since the Super Bowl. Oh. oh. I'm going to do a four downs oh, yeah, on free are. agency. Okay. Okay. Thank you for acting hey, all excited are. for it. Thank you for acting let's all excited go. for it. All right, let's get to four downs free agency right here on but, the Rich Eisen. Four downs with Rich. Here we go. What is he Okay. Down. What, what has struck me from free agency? What has struck me about free agency? Well, I kind of started the show with it yesterday, and I'm into it. And it's it's uh, it's it's a strange feeling for a lot of us in the NFL media and being an observer of the NFL for as long as uh, I have 18 years, of the NFL network now. Um, what's going down in our nation's capital? Taking the WTF out of the WFT. <laughs> that is a great graphic, man. <laughs> what they're doing is taking the WTF out of the WFT. What the I love the signing of Curtis Samuel. I love, on top of it, William Jackson just signed with the Washington football team on the back end of that defense. They just strengthened their defense. They strengthened their offense. They have gotten young players to do it. McLaurin and and Samuel and Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson, 
And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, everyone's going to be, everyone laughs. I have my fun with him. He doesn't, there's not a window he is not ashamed to throw into. It doesn't matter. It could be the size of a swatch. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about what's on your wrist. I'm talking about, you know, what you what, what you look at to see if it's a, a proper drape. That's 80s right there. Okay. He could, he, he, there's, he's not, emba he, there's no shame. And sometimes it, they're so boneheaded mistakes. I, I, I've even called him the dumbest man out of, in the history of Harvard. <laughs> but what he does is he wins games. And what he does is he gets your ass out of their chair and you're screaming and you're yelling and you're fired up. And what you do is, what he does is win locker rooms, win jobs, and win games. And if he's going to take over this offense, I kind of like what they're doing. And Chase Young is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. I like all of what's happening. I love Ron Rivera. I love the culture change that's going on down there. I'm I'm not used to saying it. I like what Washington is up to in football. A lot. I think they made some smart moves this week. They didn't break too many banks. They didn't do anything crazy. Now here comes the draft. And I actually trust them to make the right move. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, here comes the draft. <laughs> right? What? So yeah, they're taking the WTF out of out of WFT. I like it. Okay, very good. Second down. Second down. All right, it's the it's the story of uh, it's the story of the 2021 season coming out of the free agency period of 2021, and I can't believe it's the New England Patriots who made all the moves in free agency, and it's the New England Patriots that have us wondering: Did they put together a winning team? Did they put together an AFC East winning team? Did they put together a championship football team? Did they do that? Now, they didn't go hog wild, six-year, $100 million deal for anybody. It was no deal larger than four years. They did lose Joe Tooney, but they did get David Andrews back just today. Correct, Chris? They, Correct. they sat, let him test the market, and welcomed him back. back on a Kyle Van deal. Noy's yep. back in the mix. We're expecting Dante Hightower to come back, although we'll have to wait and see Patrick Chung retired. But the offense is totally overhauled. Everything that we said about their offense last year about being completely subpar on the weapon front, they went and got Kendrick Bourne, and they got Nelson Aguilar. They got not one but two tight ends, young, studly tight ends in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. They've got the running back core from last year that they can run back. They got Cam before all of that. We were wondering, what are they going to get for Cam? Well, here's the answer. They didn't stand pat at all. They went like the old house of fire in a free agency, totally, completely out of character. Let's see what it does. That is absolutely like last year, Brady was the free agent story that was a storyline arc for let's see how that plays out in 2021. Now it's his former team. Can't believe I'm still saying that. That's second down. Third down, Third everybody. Down. Third down, everybody. The Super Bowl 55 winning teams did their due diligence they did their work now the week began with everybody wondering last week began with the chiefs cutting eric fisher and mitchell schwartz and mitchell schwartz might not play again i don't know eric fisher's got a bad uh he blew out his achilles it's going to take some and we're wondering oh god so the team that couldn't protect mahomes in super bowl 55 just let go of their tackles well what they did was is go out and get joe tooney from the patriots Love that move. Huge. Love it. Mike Huge. Remmers, who played left tackle because he was pressed from right tackle into left tackle in the Super Bowl and looked 
terrible at it. Much better at right tackle. They sign him. He's going to play right tackle. And I don't know, uh, you know, how you know viable he's going to be, but let's just assume he's just as good as before. After taking a year off, bumps and bruises, all healed, his love of football, that flame is lit again. Kyle Long decides to go to Kansas City. Back. And I don't know. We have not heard. I have not. I, I looked it up. I don't know if anybody's checked in on the uh, the healthcare system up in Canada. Is it, could Laurent Duvernay-Tardif come back? Yeah. Now that he has been on the front line of battling COVID, could he come back too? Now, they're set, on their, and you could see they were aggressive going after Juju Smith-Schuster uh, um, and wide receiver, and you could still get some really good wide receivers out there, and I'm not going high register on that. I, I, I like what the Chiefs did after wondering what they're up to. And then the Bucks, man, you know, we talked with Jason Light uh, two weeks after the Super Bowl. At the time, he had the possibility of having not one, not two, but 23 unrestricted free agents on his team, Ooh. and we were, like, wondering how can he re-sign them all. Well, he's franchised Chris Godwin. He signed Shaq Barrett long-term. We had Levante David on the show yesterday. Two-year deal for him. He checked the box on all three of those guys. He got Ryan Suck up. He's added um, Gronk back to the mix. One-year, $10 million for Brady. I mean, you know, and Dominican Stu is still, now, still sitting out there. Uh, Lombardi Lenny might be too expensive to bring him back in, but so far, I mean, the guys that you would sit there and say, they've got to bring these guys back, he did it. He did it, and they're going to run it back, and we'll see if they can make Super Bowl 56. Now it's time for my fourth down hot take. Oh, man. Go. Off-season free agency hot take. I I mean, I have no idea where you're going with this. Zero plank. What happened to the jacket? Zero idea. Oh, the plank. That's right. It's it's, it's the new new season. It's a new one. one. It still needs a mask, but that's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Mask. Here's a hot take plank. Um... I've, I've, I've got a new free agent favorite right here. Oh! The best free agent signing may be Emmanuel Sanders with the Bills. Interesting. I love it. You know, you know I loved Aaron Jones being re-signed, and I thought that that was a, a must-have. And, you know, I, I couldn't make my favorite free agent signing somebody that was retained by his team. I just couldn't go there. Right. But in terms of, look, the Bills made some in the same way that both Super Bowl teams did their part to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Packers signing Aaron Jones was terrific. So I, I, I like them. I know that they, they lost their uh, their center um, up on the offensive line in, in Green Bay. And I know yeah. that they, that wasn't all great, but we'll see how they supplement everything. But the Bills, man, the Bills re-signed Matt Milano. The Bills went ahead and got even Trubisky to support um, – Josh Allen. I really like what they also did. Levi Wallace back in the mix. Daryl Williams and Feliciano up front. But my this guy, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. The Saints are the only team he's ever been on he didn't play in the Super Bowl with. <laughs> right. He knows how to get to the big game. He knows how to do it. And I think Josh Allen being protected up front and adding Emmanuel Sanders to this mix with Stephon Diggs and the rest of that team, I think by the middle of the season, he stays healthy, middle of the season, end of the season, we're going to be sitting here saying that was the best free agent signing of the year. That's a hot take, I know. That is a hot take, man. Because he's a, he's a wide receiver over the age of 30. I mean, is he the best wide receiver signing in that division? 
I know you. I I you understand. I mean? Will I'm Fuller just, just went to Miami. Corey know, Davis, well, your squad. The Pats I, picked I, up did, a couple guys. I love him, man. I just love everything he brings to the equation, and everywhere he goes, he wins. And everywhere he goes, with the exception of the Saints, he goes to the Super Bowl. Like I'm it. partial to my guys. What can yeah, I tell you? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, four downs. That's a free agency four downs right there. Love it. Well done. Steve. I was going to also go that uh, the Bills are going to make it back to the AFC Championship game, but that's yeah. not really a hot take. Nah, I think a lot of people expect you know what I mean? them to compete for that Final Four again. That whole Emmanuel Sanders team Super Bowl thing, I never even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, he was he was on the Steelers team that lost to Aaron yeah. Rodgers in the Super Bowl. He was in the winning side of Super Bowl 50. He, oh, as we know, was wide open to potentially win Super Bowl 54 for San Francisco. Yep. Wow. And then missed it this year. Hmm. Let's take a break. We'll have a great fun chat with Martin Freeman. The Brit from the British office and who has just been so done. He was in Fargo on the television series, too. My God, he's been so many great things coming up next. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our radio network, Mr. Mercedes, season three of Mr. Mercedes, a series that we know all about because we were around in this uh, studio when we were on the audience network, the original home of Mr. Mercedes when it first came out based on the Stephen King gripping cat and mouse chase novel and all of his, uh, I mean, out of his whole oeuvre, if you will, Mr. Mercedes is as good as any of them. And stream it right now. Season 3 of Mr. Mercedes right here on Peacock, which you can get for free at, on PeacockTV.com. Tight game between Arkansas and Colgate, Florida, and Virginia Tech. We'll tell you about it on the backside of this interview that I had with Martin Freeman just a couple of days ago in advance of his uh, series FX on Breeders. Um, you know, I'm best dad ever, but I, and, and, uh, I love my kids. 
as does Martin Freeman's character in Breeders, is about uh, a father, loves his children, occasionally would like to figuratively throttle them, which is just <laughs> kind of that sort of nuanced game of cat and mouse that uh, parents and uh, kids play with each other. This is my uh, my chat with one of my favorite actors, Martin Freeman. He had me at hello uh, in the UK version of The Office many moons ago and uh, also on Fargo and Sherlock and now in the TV series Breeders, which premieres Monday, March 22nd at 10 Eastern on FX with two back-to-back episodes. You can stream it the next day on Hulu. It's season two of Breeders and the star of that FX series, Martin Freeman, the Emmy Award winning actor and so much more back uh, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Martin? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Um, I have three children, uh, ages mm. 12, 10, and 7. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly don't mean to turn this into any therapy session. Um, I love them dearly, but I see the of point course. of your show, Martin. You know, um, I, yeah. I see the point of your show that uh, despite the love, they can drive you a little nuts, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I, and I think maybe even because of the love, they drive you nuts. Because I guess who, you know, who is anyone you know who you don't love who can drive you that crazy? Um, I think that, that um, hmm. the people who can push your buttons most in the world are the people who you love most. You know, who can push them more than your parents or your kids? You know? Yeah, um, yeah, I understand. I've, so got, I've, got, I've got this sign right here in front of me. It says best dad ever. Mm-hmm. I have it on my desk here. So I, I use this as a shield. Uh, to basically say they drive me crazy sometimes, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if we're alive and if we're present with our kids, uh, that, that's going to happen. Because everything, you know, laughing happens, hugging, kissing, you know, all the loving stuff is going to happen alongside uh, moments where you lose your mind with each other, you know. And they're allowed to lose their mind with you and, and you with them, you know, that, that's... Um, a part of a three-dimensional family life, really, which is where, it's where the show came from. I just sort of, I got sick of the sort of Instagram version of uh, <laughs> life that is uh, projected, that is also kind of seeps into people's actual conversation now. You know, grown-up adults sort of want to project this thing that, um, you know, just be, being a parent is a blessing and a gift, and I feel so blessed, and it's amazing, and it's just wonderful. It's like, well, yeah, it is absolutely those things. It is a blessing, and a gift, and it's also the hardest thing you will ever do if you want to do it well. Um, so that's where it comes from, really. It comes, you know, myself, Simon Blackwell, and Chris Addison, the creators of the show. We're, you know, we're all fathers, and we all love our children to distraction, of course. But yes. it doesn't mean you don't recognise um, the other side of it that that um, isn't advertised on Instagram. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I play a poker game every week, or certainly I did pre-pandemic. Now I do it online. Um, and before my firstborn was born, uh, one of my great friends who's a, a father uh, sits at the table. He goes, congratulations, you're going to have your first kid. But they ruin everything. They ruin absolutely everything. Think about just absolutely everything. Television commercials, movies, your own vacations, your sleep periods. And so I'm, I'm wondering what your own children think about this show, Breeders, that is, again hitting season two on FX coming on Monday. What do you, what do your own kids think about this? I mean, they really, and they not only love it, but they, they are, they are aware that they are sort of the, um, the inspiration for it. So now they're hitting me up for loyalties. They, they, I think they, (laughs) they want a back end deal from dad. Is that what you're saying? Is what you're saying? They're 12 and 15. And I think it it started as a joke, but I think each time it comes up, they're they're a bit more serious. (laughs) 
uh, well, no, Dad, this this show wouldn't exist without us. Right. So uh, was our was our chunk of the rock, you know. Um, no, they love it. They really like it. I mean, apart from, you know, their mum's an actor, their dad's an actor, so mm-hmm. they like watching their parents work, and I think they're I think they're very proud of us, which is lovely for me. Um, but they also, of course, recognise, you know, the, the character I play, Paul, is a father who loves his kids and who occasionally shouts at them. <laughs> that's, sort of, that's their home life, you know, so they, they recognise all kinds of things, all kinds of bells are ringing for them each episode of Breeders, um, with, with episodes that, you know, with things that happen that are not specifically from my, they might not be from my actual sure. experience, but they will be from either my or one of the writer's experience because all the writers are parents. Um, so it's all kind of, it's all the stuff that, I mean, you mentioned not making this a therapy meeting earlier. You know, <laughs> yes. our, our development and, you know, creative sessions in the early days of this show were like father's, uh, you know, father's sessions in therapy. I <laughs> because bet. We were just all admitting the worst things we had done or had happened to us and with us as parents. And, you know, stuff that might be um, mined for comedy, you know. Because as we know, you know, the flip side of all this stuff, uh, of, of tragedy and trauma, is, is comedy. <laughs> you know, like, you only have to look at it through a slightly different prism, and you can laugh at it. Um, or at least I hope you can. Yes, absolutely. Martin Freeman here uh, on The Rich Eisen Show. I, I, I'd love to go down your career. You know, I obviously don't have all that much time, but I, I do want to start with the mm. fact that long before here in America and we fell in love with mm. The Office and uh, mm. you were part of the UK office, you were playing the gym role named Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, how yeah. did you get fixed up with Ricky Gervais for this? And did you know that you were part of something that was going to be such a phenomenon at the time, Martin Freeman? I, I, I've done a sketch show uh, for the BBC called Bruiser in 1999, and Ricky was one of the writers for it. He, he contributed material to it, and and I met him, and we got on very well. We made each other laugh, and I thought I thought his his material was genuinely, like properly funny, in a way that not everybody not everybody is properly funny. You know? um, and I, I guess he remembered me for, you know, for auditions for for his show, The Office, that he was doing. Um, and I, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I met him. Uh, but I, you know, I auditioned for first of all, actually, I, I auditioned for Gareth, which is the English version of the sort of Dwight character. Yes. Um, and then, and then, as I was leaving the room, they said, "Actually, why don't you read that Tim?" So thank God I did, because I was better suited to that one. And yes, yeah, so I, I, I didn't know it was going to be as big as it was, but um, I knew I was very proud of it, cause, and I showed it to a couple of friends of mine and, and a one of my cousins who's uh, been a stand-up for like 25 years and he, I showed it to him and he said, this this is really, really good, you know, and everyone I showed it to before it was on TV just thought it was, yeah, yeah it was the detail of it, the sort of the exact precision of it was, you know, it was just so beautifully observed and Ricky, of course, was an amazing sort of uh, central character in it. Um yeah, I, I didn't know it was going to be huge, but I knew I loved it. <laughs> Did you ever connect with Chris Krasinski uh, on on the role John, in any way, shape, or form? No. Or no? no, do you know what? I, I didn't. I've still never met John Krasinski. I, I've, I've, uh, worked, I've worked with his wife, Emily, uh, but yes. no, I've never, I've never met John Krasinski. I, I think he's brilliant, you know, and I, and I got to really like the show after, after feeling slightly resistant about the American one. Why? And, Why were you resistant? Well, because I think pretty naturally, if, you know, if someone just did, a, you know, a, a version of your show yes. in Britain and called it something close to your name, 
who <laughs> said it's going to be like a better British version. I'm like, who the hell are you? What do you think, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking that way. <laughs> But, uh, but not for very long. And then when I watched it, I yeah, I went straight through that. But it was, it's, it's a great show. Martin Freeman here on The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Fargo, I mean, for you to take on that role as well in the television version of the show, um, how mm. how often, how, how, how did you nail down that, that flat Minnesota accent? How did, mm. was that, is that the toughest accent you've ever had to nail down in your career? Probably. Yeah, to do it properly. Yeah, to to do the to try and do it properly and not do an SNL version of it. Right. Uh, you know, um, but not to send it up, but to sort of give it its due and some, you know, to give it a bit of reality, which I hope I did. It, yeah, it was. It was. I I nailed it with a lot of work. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of work. I had a couple of sessions before I went to Canada to do it, and then there was a, a voice coach um, on set. All, all the time because you know most of the people in the show needed some help <laughs> with that accent and uh yeah it was it was a lot of work i mean whenever i'm do- I'm doing a show at the moment where i'm doing an accent i just stay in the accent all the time that i'm doing you know um always on set i'm just in that accent so it just becomes a, a sort of muscle that you work but apart from anything else i just i knew that that i read the first episode of of fargo uh, that Noah Hawley had written so brilliantly. And I just thought, oh, man, this is too good. This is too good not to do. Um, when it gets to that scene between, you know, mine and Billy Bob Thornton's characters, it's so beautifully done. Um, and just the chance of working with him as well, you know, it's just in that close proximity. It was a, it was a real pleasure, that job. is one of my favourites. Well, that, that, that season of Fargo is one of the greatest seasons of television I've ever seen. I mean, uh, and I'm, again, I'm not just saying that because of you. We've had Colin Hanks on the show many times. I know him personally. Uh, obviously, you know, that was uh, truly amazing. Before I, I do let you go, I know you've got a lot uh, on your, your plate with this show today. Uh, Chadwick Boseman gets nominated for an Oscar posthumously. I would love to give you the floor on your experience of, of being with him on the set of Black Panther, Martin. Well, he was just, you know, he was a real gent, <laughs> is the truth. You know, he was softly spoken. He chose his words carefully. Uh, he was a workhorse. You know, I mean, he, he worked harder than, you know, than it's possible to imagine, I think. And I even, I thought that at the time. And, of course, no one knew he was ill. So, you know, it used to make me laugh the amount he was, you know, the amount of work he was putting in on set and off set at the gym. You know, I remember talking to him and just sort of laughing at, the, at his workload. Now, you know, knowing what we know and what he was probably going through at the time in 2017, it's pretty heroic. It's pretty heroic, really, um, to to do the good job that he did on set, the way he led that cast as well, um, as an actor and as an individual human. Um, and what he was battling with is, it's, um, yeah, I admire him even more than I did. And I, and I certainly admire him in life, but... Uh, yeah, as I say, posthumously, finding out what we found out about how he was for, for the amount of time that he was ill, it, it's sort of unbelievable that he managed to do you, what he did. You must uh, have been gobsmacked when you learned. So you learned oh, with just oh, the rest of us that not, when he passed away that yeah. he was battling cancer on the set of Black Panther? Martin? No idea. In like, no one, and this is the thing, I, I spoke to a couple of people at Marvel, and I was like, did, did you really not know? Really? No one knew? They were like, no, nobody knew. I mean, it is in, it's incredible, really. It's a sort of, it sounds almost like a myth um, of, of what, you know, human beings are capable of when they, when they allow themselves to, you know, push themselves that far. 
Yeah, I mean, no one knew. I was absolutely gobsmacked. And apart from anything else, of course, it's it's a, a lovely bloke dying right. um, way too soon, you know. Never mind the acting bit or the legacy bit. You know, he, that's a, a person who is um, a family member and a loved one and a husband. And that's the ultimate tragedy, of course, you know. And for those of us who worked with him, it was, you know, it was awful, awful news and shocking news. But, you know, obviously your thoughts are mainly with the people who, who knew him best and loved him. Uh, and then before I let you go, Martin Freeman, um, last one for you. My my wife loves Love Actually, but um, she only fills in for me on this show. I'm out here, so I'm sitting in the chair today. I got to ask you about Sherlock. Are you? Mm. Is that ever you going to do another one? You and Benedict Cumberbatch? Huh. What, I don't know. Do I mean, to be honest, no. I was I was told yesterday uh, that last week Ben had been quoted as saying possibly. So I guess, I guess it depends who asks us and at what time. Okay. Funnily enough, I had a dream. Yeah, I did have a dream about doing Sherlock last night. Okay. I, had, I dreamt I was back on the set of Sherlock in a, in a very strange setup. But well, um, that sounds I like an episode of Sherlock, to be very honest with you. Yeah, it does, yeah. I mean, I suppose every everything is possible. You know, I mean, it's a show that I'm very proud of. I think it's fantastically written, beautifully directed. Um, you know, and obviously it was a hit with many, many people, and I know why they loved it because I love it. But um, as as with all things. Uh, it has to be the right time and for the right reasons for for Benedict, myself, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss, the creators. You know, we all have to be in the right place. Okay. Well, again, on behalf of my wife, she loved you in love, actually, as well, Martin. God bless her. I mean, she, that, that is a remote drop movie for her. She can't, uh, she, she must watch it to its conclusion whenever she sees it's it. It's a good film, isn't it? It's, it's, I like that. Film. It's, well, it's beautiful. She, she loves it, actually, you know? So there you have it. Okay, <laughs> thank you. you. Martin, I, honestly, I could really bend your ear, and I've just really only scratched the surface of your career. I do hope uh, this is the first of many times you appear on this show. And I, thank I, you. I look forward to seeing season two of Breeders on FX. Monday, March 22nd, 10 Eastern, and FX has two back-to-back episodes to get things started, and you can catch new episodes the next day on Hulu. Thanks for the call, Martin. Thanks, Rich. All the best. That's Martin Freeman right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Man, I just love all his work. About season one of Fargo, I do believe uh, Key and Peele were in it as well, playing detectives. That's right. Right. Um, oh, my God. Billy that Bob. first season was just Amazing. And Billy Bob Thornton, we've had him on, bananas. too, to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. And I am, of course, pleased, nay, mandated, because there may be an I and Rich and Eisen not show, but we are part of a Peacock team. You can see The Office every damn episode of it right here on Peacock, um, and that's going to be uh, available to anybody that uh, that has the, the Peacock app. Go check it out right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Florida and Virginia Tech, we got an overtime game, Christopher. Oh, baby. Yes, sir. Oh, mom. We got an overtime oh, yeah. game. Yeah, just like last night. It would have been absolutely fantastic had you been uh, um, somebody who watched wow. that instead of LaMelo Ball. It was a playing <laughs> game, so it doesn't count. Okay, Arkansas is <laughs> up eight on Colgate. I mean, Illinois is doubling up poor Drexel. And uh, and Utah State's up three on Texas Tech at the half, if I'm not mistaken. Utah State over Texas Tech was one of the upsets, Mr. Kellogg. Filed in our direction yesterday when we asked him for such. You know what? You are right. Okay. That's one thing I knows all that. Uh, let's take a break. Oh, no, there are the Honda Classic, everybody. Saturday, 3 Eastern time. Right here uh, on our friends at NBC Sports. You can watch it on Golf Channel. Uh, but on Saturday at 3 Eastern time, the Honda Classic. 16 of the 18 holes have got the old Agua on it. It's going to be a fascinating golf weekend. Check it out on N. 
BC, 3 Eastern on Saturday. And scene. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls and send you into the weekend and update you on all the madness that's going down. Four games. Tournament's up and running, everybody. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our radio uh, audience, um, we've got uh, Colgate uh, in Arkansas. Colgate, the 14 seed, started as a pumpkin, and they took a big lead early, and they were a carriage, and then didn't (laughs) score a point in the last damn near eight minutes of the first half, and they turned into a pumpkin again. Then they tied up Arkansas mid-second half, and they had a carriage, and now they're a pumpkin. They're down 11 with just a few short minutes to go. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech uh, dropped in a three with a um, second to go in regulation to force overtime. Florida is up three with the ball. 90 seconds left. Uh, Utah State leads Texas Tech by three at the half. And uh, Illinois is doubling up Drexel. And then we've got the rest of the day. And so we uh, are very excited about all this. Um who do you have winning it all? Uh, do you got all that? Yeah. Well, hold on that. Hold on that. Okay, well, I okay. think we're, we'll get yeah, that information it, in yeah. a second. Um, one thing I do want to uh, hit is you remember Michael Pittman made a bit of a to-do when I guess he was sitting uh, the the Colts wide receiver. Yep. Um, just his second year, right? Um, out of the Ohio State. USC. Hmm? Out of USC, Michael pardon me. Out of uh, the uh, Southern California. Yes. Um, made a, uh, a bit of a to-do when I think he was on – TMZ, he said he wasn't going to give Carson Wentz's number 11. That Wentz did ask for it, then said, you know, it's not that big a deal. (laughs) Well, here's the payoff. Here's the payoff. He appeared today on the Indianapolis Colts. Number two. He's now number two in your program. Goes from number 11 down to number two. I guess those are the, 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 the two number ones together. I guess if you're not 11, you're two. Put it all together. Jalen Hurts' number. He was the second pick. Wasn't Two. He? 
The last number two. Oh, yeah, it was the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You put one and one together. You're for 11. You put it together. It's two. One and one. Okay, there you go. Um, you wanted if we if we were going to be here on the rest. Of, there's just a few short minutes left. Who's which number two is going to have a better season? Oh, I'm throwing that up. right Hurts now. Hurts or Wentz? I'm throwing it up. Ooh. Weekend long poll. We'll revisit on Monday. There you go. Who's which one's going to have a better season? Which number two? Interesting. Um, and uh, would you care to guess the last number two for the Indianapolis Colts? It's either quarterback or kicker. Quarterback or kicker. Quarterback or kicker. Is it like Orlovsky? It is not. More recent than that. Oh. I could give you a hint, and it would be over in two seconds flat. Is it Pat McAfee? It is not Pat McAfee. It is not a kicker. It is a quarterback. Yeah, Pat wore one. I Rigoberto. Blankenship. No, Rodriguez. Rodrigo no, hold on a second. It wasn't him. The last kicker to wear it was uh, Rigoberto Sanchez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Back in 27 to 2018. Okay, here's the last hint. Belichick cannot quit him. Jacoby Brissett. Nope. Brissett. Ladies and gentlemen, the last number two prior to Carson Wentz to wear that uniform number for the Indianapolis Colts is Brian Hoyer. Oh, oh. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> so, well, let's hope Carson Got a lot of upside. Uh, Got a yeah. lot of upside. That's all I am saying. Why would he pick Jalen Hurts' number? <laughs> that is no, weird. I, 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 that is no, so weird. Come on. But you got to know that's what everyone's going to jump to. Well, I guess he doesn't care about the public relation aspect of it or the spin. It's probably like I wore number 11, put two ones together. It's two. You know? He was the second pick. It's the second team. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. So who do uh, who do you have winning it all? In the NCAA tournament? So I'm going against, you know, kind of the common notion to just pick Gonzaga. I'm going Illinois. It's not a bad one, man. Win the whole thing. That is not a bad going one. Going Illinois. Okay, so you're going Illinois. Okay, so you're I got Alabama. You got do you have Alabama beating my alma mater in the Elite Eight? Or? I do. Okay. I do. And you got Purdue going to the final four. Two big ten. Big Ten was the best conference this year. I think they're gonna be Double represented. So, so why don't you take the Ohio State out of that part of the bracket? Eh, I'm trying to solidarity okay. with the. And you got Illinois winning it all. I Illinois like that. Who do you got, TJ Jefferson? Who do you have? You know, uh, unfortunately, I didn't spend as much time watching college ball as I normally do this year. Oh so my god! I just, just say, to, who do you have? I mean, the Zags. My gosh, you got 14 franchises you root for. Okay, uh, Gonzaga to win it all. You got Baylor as the other one. Baylor. Do you have Alabama beating my alma mater in the Final Four? And to get to the final four, I mean, that was they, or you got them out before the elite eight, even. Uh, okay, in West Virginia, the three seed. Yeah, it came down to beat Alabama. And okay, who do you got over there, Mike Del Tufo? What'd you do? I am one, 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 one. I got Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Illinois. You got all four. Chalk, and and I got Gonzaga taking it. Okay, if you have that as your champion, you need to know it's Gonzaga. I know. I always say that wrong. I know you're 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 from New Jersey. You're you're a Gonzaga, Nevada guy. It's yeah. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Nevada, Nevada. Okay, there you go. Good job, Mike. Coffee. I'm a little concerned coffee. here. I'm a little Black concerned because I'm going total chalk. I'm going all you, four. Oh yeah, Rick. All four number ones. <laughs> that would only be the second time ever. I understand that. Who do you got? Wow. Who you who go? And I got Gonzaga. Yeah. I kind of want to switch Alabama for Michigan. I Can't. do. Michigan's one of their best players play. is hurt. 
Yeah, put it up there, Don. And then uh, the most important, uh, there you go. Uh, look at my buddy, my boy Cooper. Cooper. He's got your back. Although, hold on a minute. He has got your back. Xander and uh, Xander went uh, Gonzaga. He's done it before. Zach. He's done Gonzaga before. He has. Okay, he has. That's true. So he's riding a horse. That's and true. That's brought him to. He beat us one year because of Gonzaga. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Cooper's just you know. He just loves dad's he team, loves and dad. he loves it, too. Like, I can hear him clapping from the He's other room when Michigan back, does. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and Taylor, my daughter, had Michigan, but then she realized what Gonzaga's logo is, a dog. I always say it. <laughs> there were other dogs in the bracket yeah, I know. could have picked. Gotta have I know. Dog. It was great. She saw the paw, and I'm like, yeah, go Clemson, like that. And Zan- Xander goes, that's a tiger, Dad. I'm like, I guess it doesn't matter. I saw the paw print. And Clemson. Hey, I'm the only one that went against uh, yeah, me, Cooper. Green. That's right. So I am going. Uh, happy birthday, Mike. Thank you. Mikey, happy, happy birthday, birthday Thank bro. You guys. I, awesome. I, mean I am going to spend you. next week with my kids in advance. Dan Helley, Ryan Leaf, and Kirk Morrison will be sitting in this chair all next week. You guys will all be here. Rich Eisen Show on Peacock and more next week. We'll see you then.